in my mind, I did blame myself for that experience and for what happened to me. And then I, I put myself then at the mercy of myself, beating myself up about all of it and piling on the shame and piling on the guilt. We are going for liftoff in T-minus 30. All systems are And on this episode of The Great Escape Podcast, I'm talking to Kimberly Spencer, who describes her life as a transition from a victim mindset to very much a victor mindset and now runs her own uh, business. So Kimberly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Stuart, for having me. You're really welcome. So tell us, what was your life like before you decided to make this transition? Well, I, I grew up in an, in an addict household. I grew up with, my, my dad was an addict, my mom was a quintessential codependent, and I didn't really grow up learning positive resources to deal with emotions or thought process like my mom never wanted to deal with emotions and my dad would medicate them in some way whether with pills or with alcohol or uh, pot or whatever Um, and so I learned that if you're feeling feelings like shove it down and that you're a victim of your feelings so I learned not to acknowledge the fact that you know we're human (laughs) and have feelings so I start what that caused me to do was to learn some pretty bad resources for dealing with the everyday experience of feeling feelings because what happens when you don't feel a feeling you then if you don't allow a feeling to release if you don't allow a feeling to be released in some way like we feel hunger we don't judge feeling hunger we just satiate it right so we feel that sort of feeling of hunger and then it's a sign that we need to pay attention to something and so we go on and we eat some food well any other feeling is just like that but what happens is when you're programmed or conditioned not to experience those feelings then you judge them and then you shove it down with guilt and shame guilt because oh I shouldn't be feeling the feeling shame because I shouldn't be feeling the feeling like uh I'm now a bad person or I'm now like I'm not supposed to be feeling this and then maybe anger at yourself for experiencing that feeling so it adds a whole bunch of negative emotions on top of it so what happened was was I started becoming a victim of my emotions because I had all of these ones that were like pent up that I was not allowing myself to fully express and and release and it caused me to go through a 10-year bout with bulimia and for those 10 for the beginning part of the 10 years i was in this cycle of blame and shame and blaming my dad for my eating disorder blaming my whatever for whatever but it the only way you can ever change stuart is when you take personal 100% responsibility and the only way that i was able to reprogram my mindset around bulimia was because I took responsibility. I took, I had the wherewithal to say, it was never my dad shoving my finger down my throat. It was me. Like, he he didn't want me to. Like, he tried to stop me. (laughs) Like, but it was never him doing it. Like, but so me perpetuating the cycle of blame, it was allowing me to think that my life was happening to me rather than by me. 
And once I took responsibility for that, that's when things started to shift with my body. The thing is, is that, as you know, the unconscious mind is like an iceberg. And so you've got like all the stuff underneath the water and that's what sinks the Titanic. And so I had the deeper seated limiting belief that I wasn't enough that was sitting under the water. So even though parts of what was on the surface, I was able to bring most of the iceberg to the surface and let it melt back away into the ocean of in the form of my body, that deeper seated part of the iceberg, that deeper seated belief, it permeated then in, it shifted forms into my relationships. And I got into some very bad relationships and made some very, very, silly, stupid mistakes um, and ran off, ran off with a, a Navy man and, and got married at like 22 or something in a very tumultuous, uh, and it was a very tumultuous relationship because when you have a reverend with a ponytail that's asking you like, are you sure you want to go through with this? That you probably should pay attention that that might not be the right relationship for you. Um <laughs> So I I got into that relationship and it was coming from that fear-based mindset, that victim mindset of blame of, again, it went circled back to my childhood, which is where, you know, most of our programming comes from the ages of zero to six. And it circled back to my childhood of not feeling like I was enough. And finally, I had somebody in my life who was meeting the bare minimum of my criteria of what I what I wanted in a relationship. They were, they hit, he had a job and he had steady paycheck and he would never cheat on me. And that was it. That was, that was, those were, that was the bare minimum. It wasn't, it wasn't the, the full, the full width and width and breadth of what I wanted out of a relationship. But I was too scared feeling like all these emotions of fear that, well, maybe what if somebody else doesn't come along? What if so, What if there's nobody better for me? And so I s- jumped into this relationship, again, from that victim mindset, from that deeper structure, fear-based belief of not being enough, of like, well, at least I'm enough for him in this way. Well, it turns out like I, I, I wasn't enough because I wasn't his – I wasn't exactly what he needed in, in his life. I really – like we just – it was it was not a pretty a pretty relationship and then so what happened was was that once that marriage dissolved and once that he we parted ways and that was out of my life that deeper seated belief of that victim mindset again permeated my business not f- the first e-commerce business that i had i went into it and that subconscious programming of not feeling like enough, not feeling worthy, not feeling deserving, being in a space where I thought that everything was happening to me, not that I was, everything was happening by me. And because I thought everything was happening to me, I got into a space where I was in a relationship in a business partnership where there was a lot of complaining. Like there was a lot of, why are you doing this to me? Sort of conversations. And it wasn't until three months before I was getting married to my forever husband, the amazing man I'm married to now, um, that I got a call from my business partner that he wanted to buy me out. And he had spoken to lawyers and being, you know, 27, 28 years old and dealing with lawyers for the first time of 
buyouts and on top of it planning a wedding like I realized that holy moly like something's got to change something's got to give and while that was a very challenging summer it taught me so much about where am I placing my focus? Am I placing my focus on my fear? Am I pl- placing my focus on me beating myself up, on me being the the victim of life, of me being the villain of and and mostly to be honest, I was I was the victim of myself mostly cuz when you're placing guilt and shame and blame on yourself and judging yourself and taking such radical ownership for all your stuff that you end up becoming a villain of yourself sometimes in your own circumstances. And so when I was on my three weeks before I got married, I signed the buyout agreement for that company and walked down the aisle toward my husband. We went off to Italy. It was lovely. And it was there that I had the moment of aha, the epiphany for what I wanted to do for my next business, which was Crown Yourself, which is the coaching and digital education business that I have now and that I love. At the same time, I was so embittered and I was so in this place of blame and fear and I still had not shifted my mindset. So for two years, I played small in my business. I didn't take big actions. I and it's because I was not living congruently. My mindset, I saw where I wanted my business to be. I saw what I wanted my business to be promoting and I saw what I wanted the values that it, for it to stand for. Ownership, leadership, kicking fear off your throne, being 100% authentic and vulnerable and I was scared shitless of all of those things. And then I found out almost 3 years ago that I was pregnant. And it was in that moment of the most massive fear that I could have ever experienced because like with having kids, the title of CEO, like I've had that. I've I've been the president, I've been of an org of an e-commerce company. I've been a business owner. Like the title of CEO did not scare me. The title of mom scared the shit out of me. And when I found out I was pregnant, I knew that I had to live up to that title, that I had to live into that. At that point, you've realized you're going to become a mom. And this is kind of a, an inevitable thing. I mean, when, yeah, it, it's happening. You, you, you have a timeline, you know, roughly sometime in the next 40 weeks, something's yep. happening. Or <laughs> by the time you realize it's going to be less than 40 weeks. At what point did you believe you could actually make this change? It was it was literally when I I was getting the inclinations and the hits of inspiration of I started looking for my first coach. I started looking for programs because I realized I just was not liking the person that I was back in 2014, 2015, like especially 2015. I, I was not liking the person that I was. I was complaining all the time. I was in this cycle of blame. I was just worried about finances like nobody's business I was I was struggling and I I just knew I said there's got to be a better way and I got to my breaking point and then I found out that I was pregnant and it was in that moment where I realized well I can either 
show up 100% for myself, invest money that I did not have at that time into a coach and into a training program to reprogram my mindset to heal some of this shit that I have from my past and then to move forward. And I was literally on the phone with my coach, which my now coach, and she, she, we were talking and then we set a date to to have a follow-up conversation. And in between that time, I found out that I was pregnant. She was actually the second person that I found out that I told was pregnant. And I was like, yeah, so I just found out I'm pregnant. She's like, so are you going to, are you going to enroll? And I said, I don't think I have a choice at this point anymore. Like, I think I have to enroll like because I just knew that operating the way that I had been. So, yes. Yeah, so, so in that moment, you've you've kind of taken the decision. Something has to change. The thing that has to change is my attitude sort of all in one. It was my attitude and my perception, my perception of of, of the situation, my perception that that things were happening to me, the things that. I was a victim of my own life rather than being the cause of every single thing that I consciously or unconsciously have chosen or attracted into my life. And once I became aware of widening out my perception to see, oh my goodness, all these deep-seated icebergs of beliefs of that I have about myself have been what has been sinking my ship time and time again because I've been focusing on the wrong thing. I've been focusing on moving away from fear. I've been rather than moving toward my goals. There's a big difference. I've been focusing on what I don't have, what I don't want. And thus, I've been attracting that into my life time and time again because your unconscious mind does not process negatives. If I told you not to focus on uh, if I told you not to think about chocolate, what are you thinking about? <laughs> so it's, it's, I was, I realized all the things that I was repeating to myself in, in a very destructive way. And it was with those tools that I radically changed my life and my business. And immediately after working with that coach and going through learning timeline therapy, neurolinguistic programming, uh, hypnosis, Uh, and becoming certified in all those modalities, I immediately drastically increased my prices um, for coaching because I started out just doing, I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel enough. So I was coaching for $100 a month. You're going to fall over off your chair, like $100 a month for four sessions in a month. So it was like $25 an hour. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) Yeah, you work that back. You're working for less than minimum wage. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. It's I was I was completely at the mercy of myself because I was the greatest villain and the greatest victim of my life. And when I realized that I am neither the greatest villain, I am neither the greatest victim and I am neither the greatest hero of my life. And I had I because there is a, a psychologist, I don't remember his name, but he he came up with the idea of the victim villain hero triangle and it's just the drama triangle so and in every single one of those areas you perceive everything to that there's a problem that you either have to solve and strap on your hero cape and like come to the rescue for it or you're you are the problem and you're the villain you're the you know oh i'm it's 
it was me. I should I shouldn't have done whatever. Or you're the victim of why is this all happening to me? Versus if life is happening by you, if you are taking full 100% ownership of your results in life, of the things that are happening in your life, then everything you experience is simply a learning lesson for you to to grow more rather than it being this failure or this horrible thing that happened like there's a difference between being a victim and being having a victim mindset like when i was and i've gone through some experiences when i was abused when i was raped i was a victim of that experience that in that moment i was a victim and i am not saying that I was at fault for that. I like it is that happened at the same time, like holding on to that, holding on to the blame of the the people who, who hurt me, holding on to the shame. It drags all that shit into the present moment, which is where it doesn't belong. If I kept blaming my the 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 man who raped me, if I kept blaming my ex, if I kept blaming my dad for all the things in my life, then the problem is, is that they get all the credit for all the good for for one, because if you're giving them all the credit for all the bad, then they also get all the credit for all the good. Um, that's just fair. <laughs> and, and at the and if I, I decided that I wanted my results in my life to be mine, when I reprogrammed my mindset from 10 years of an eating disorder, I wanted that victory to be mine. And the only way it could be mine was if I stopped blaming my dad and if I started just owning how I showed up in the world and owning how I showed up in my relationships. If I kept blaming my ex for, you know, the, 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 all the fights and all the the things we went through in in our relationship if i kept blaming him for my crappy choices in, in in partners well then i would have never been in the space to meet the love of my life to meet this amazing husband that i have now who i who takes full ownership and who i take full ownership of my reactions and my actions in in our in our marriage like if i had never gone through the experience of of being raped which was something that it took years for me to come to terms with. Um, when I, if I had never gone through that, and if I had kept blaming that person for me not feeling worthy or deserving of all the things that I want, then I would still today feel not worthy or deserving of all the things that I want. And instead, I was like, "No, screw that! Like hell no! I." I'm not going to let that experience define who I am. And I think that's the biggest difference is the victim mindset is when you let the shit of your past define who you are today, you can create whoever you want to be today. I created the leader that I am today. I created the woman who takes full ownership of her actions and her results in life. I created this person because, and I went through fucking fire to do it. But at the same time, like it's, it's not being a victim of, of, of your past. I think what you say there about taking ownership of what you can take ownership of and releasing people who may have done horrific things of the blame for the thing they didn't do. So they still own the blame for the thing they did do. Um, but you talked about 
the guy that that raped you and thank you so much for sharing that but what you what i think i heard you say was that you carried on blaming him for your shame afterwards and actually that wasn't yours to to own oh i kept on blaming myself okay i was i i, I didn't even blame him it actually took me it wasn't until this past um uh, at High Performance Academy, as a high performance coach, I'm blessed to be able to go to High Performance Academy with uh, Brendan Bouchard, and and I go there. I take my clients there, and we have a really grand old time. And we were doing the um, the sort sort of just a, a, an awareness of letting your past go, and e- expression of what is the big things that have happened in your past, and what what can you release. And there was a young man there who I gave a breakthrough to by just giving him a look because I could tell I could tell you 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 see somebody and I think if you've gone through a space of abuse you see somebody it's in the eyes and I could tell this young man wanted to lie and hide and I just looked at him and I shared some of the experiences that I had gone through in my past um and suddenly he came out with this story of his own abuse. And with that, there were a few other people who had, who had gone through sexual abuse in that group to other, uh, another coach that um, is a good friend of mine. And so we took this young man outside and we worked with him to process his feelings because this was the first time he had ever expressed that. And it was in that moment um, that that evening I was having this... I just couldn't sleep and I was having this vivid dream and it was a minute by minute recollection of the experience that I had had where I was raped because it defied what my what my perception of what rape was because it was this not this violent movie cinematic thing it was it was this experience that that where I knew that I had put myself into a very, very poor choice position and I was also in a very, very shitty mentality and I had made some poor choices to lead up to this decision to be in, in this room alone with this man and it it was... It was something where I I had to even look up what the definition was of what rape was because I use that word very, very specifically because I was scared to use that word. I'm a linguistic nerd. So like the words that you use are incredibly important because abuse can range from anything from like he grabbed my arm wrong to like full on battling like move cinematic what you think of what rape is and when I looked at up the, the specific definition of sexual penetration without permission I said well yes that that's exactly what happened and it it was hard for me to wrap my head around that that label because our late the labels that we use in our in because it went against my whole perception of what what rape was and I knew that I was blaming myself because I didn't feel like I was deserving of feeling loved. I I didn't I knew I put myself in that experience so that I would repeat that cycle of shame and blame because I'm so very skilled at being the villain in my own life. 
I'm very skilled at taking so much ownership that I am beating myself up and being incredibly hard on myself for not living up to my unrealistic standards that I can have for myself. And that was the thing that I had to shift. And the the man who and, and who did that to me and that experience, yes, I had to forgive him too. Yes, that was a process of, of forgiveness and healing. But really the, the main culprit in that experience was me because I was like I had to take ownership of the, the, the shame and the blame and me putting the villain status. It wasn't necessarily that I... I that I let's be very clear yes. you're not blaming yourself no I'm for not being raped I'm no I'm not blaming myself but I did blame myself you see what yes. I'm saying like I'm not blaming myself but in my mind I I did blame myself for that for that experience and for what happened to me and then I I put myself then at the mercy of myself beating myself up about all of it and piling on the shame and piling on the guilt and 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 what you describe is something that um kenny weiss referred to in episode 19 uh greatescapepodcast.com forward slash episode 19 if you want to go listen to that one is he describes how the brain gets used to behaving in a particular way and then runs those rail railroad tracks again and again and again because that's how the plasticity of the plasticity of the brain works it gets used to a particular habit of thinking or acting mm -hmm. and then just repeats that process and actually what you've had to do is stop going down that track of i'm the one that's to blame for all of this mm -hmm. and actually let's put blame where it appropriately lies take responsibility for what is ours and leave it yeah. with other people when it's somebody else's yeah let them take responsibility for their actions and you take responsibility for your choices and then move forward. I, I think um, I think of of exiting any sort of cycle of abuse because that's why they call it an abusive cycle. Um, you know, addiction is a, a cycle. And I made the conscious choice, especially becoming a mom. And that's why becoming a mom scared the crap out of me was because I knew that the cycle of addiction and abuse ended with me. That 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 was it. It was it was not going to repeat. It was not going like it was just that's I'm the I was the end of the line. And and it I think of it as like when you're growing up you have certain conditioning. I think of it like a roundabout. And so you're kind of stuck in that roundabout of conditioning. And when you're looking at making new choices, when you're looking at doing something different, operating in a different way, choosing a new path, choosing a new identity, choosing to escape that roundabout, it's scary because you don't know where that path leads. Like you don't know. It's like it's like turning um, on a roundabout. You, you, you don't know where that exit goes because you've never been on it. You've never been down the road of what, what it feels like to actually truly 100% believe in yourself. You've never been on the, the road to understand what it feels like to not be hard on yourself, to not beat yourself up with because of every single decision or choice that you've made. You don't know how that, that ease of what freedom actually feels like. And thus, because you don't know that feeling, that taking that exit seems so much scarier than just staying stuck in the roundabout. No matter how deeply ingrained that, that, that pain or that struggle is, 
It's a lot easier to our brain and to the ego to to stay in that roundabout, but changing the direction because you're taking that exit without a map. You're taking that exit and just trusting that it's going to be different and that you're not going to end up back in the, back in another roundabout. And it just is about constantly making that conscious choice to choose a new way of thinking, to choose a new way of behaving, to choose a new way of believing. Like, what if you operated, like, instead from the belief that that everything that you said that came out of your mouth was exactly what you need to say, and that was perfect, and that's exactly what needed to happen. Like, I didn't know coming on here what I, I needed to say, and before years ago, I would have scripted this all out. I would have been scared to, to death to not like to, to show up and say anything about my my past or, or things to, that I have been very vulnerable about today. But it's because now I own that shit. Like now I own the fact that that happened to me. And here's how I've grown. Here's the lessons that I've learned from that experience. It's, you know, had I not grown up in my, with my dad, with, with, and with my mom, I would not have had the training ground of 30 plus years of of learning how to spot shifts in behavior, which has prepared me to coach my clients. Had I not been in abusive relationships, I would not have been able to identify with my clients and empathize on strategies that they can do to leave on on how they on and on the the emotional hurdles and the roller coaster that that can take had i not experienced 10 years of an eating disorder i would not have have known how to the power of the mind and how i can reprogram it and how you can you can shift your thinking because i remember when i was when i owned a pl- private pilates studio in la for uh several years um I had a client and I was pregnant at the time because I was still operating that studio and growing my coaching business. And I had a, a, a Pilates client and she said, Kim, aren't you, aren't you scared about losing the baby weight? And I was like, no, not at all. Why? Because the the concept, the identity of the person that I was 10 years ago who lived in fear, like 10, like not 10 years ago, but it's now like... <laughs> It's now a little older. Um, <laughs> but the person that I was when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, the person who was scared to death of gaining a pound, like it that's not the identity that I live in. Like the person, the, the child that I was who was, you know, so scared and so scared of which dad was coming home, that child's like, I'm no longer that person. I now I now see and assess behavior when I when I walk into the room and that's kind of why I'm I'm a I'm intro I'm an introverted extrovert so I I can assess I lean back before I really lean in with a person just because I assess behavior but I do it really fast because of 30 years of a training ground of, of doing that with my dad so I'm able to to see that and is this making sense like that's what I hear you described is that you're able now to look back on your life. Yes, there are things you wish hadn't happened, but actually what you're doing now is capitalizing on those experiences to create a better future. You know, the shit happened. You can forever regret it, or you can say, I learned something out of that. Now let me make life better because of that, or in 
spite of it as well as because of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, it's 100% because. For me, it's it's looking at that those experiences that I went through growing up and in into my early to mid-20s, like that first 25 years of my life was the best training ground for what I'm doing today and where I want my company to go and the impact and the ripple that I know that we can have in this world because of those things. Like those things happened. Yes, they happened. And I know they happened for me. Like I know they happened for my growth, for my ability to have greater compassion and empathy toward human suffering. I know they happened because I I see the lessons and I've been able to experience the lessons firsthand sitting with someone going through their breakthrough where they're recognizing their childhood sexual trauma, like sitting with with someone going through, you know, the fears of of losing it all, losing something that they've built, spent years building and, and it crumbling before their eyes, like being able to sit it w- with someone in that human to human experience, because it doesn't matter the I don't, I don't like to get into comparison of like, oh, well, this this happened to you. Well, let me tell you about how bad my situation was. Like, it's not about that. It's it's about like, if you felt anger, I felt anger. Sure, the circumstances were different, but I can sit with you and understand on an empathetic, emotional, high EQ level what that feels like to feel rejected, what that feels like to feel like you're not enough, what that feels like to to beat yourself up constantly daily because you feel like you're not achieving what you quote unquote should be achieving because you're just being hard on yourself and being a villain of of being a villain and a victim of yourself because you're taking that pendulum of ownership all the way to the other side of cause where you're actually at the effect of yourself and it's been a, a real privilege to to hear you tell your story and to to witness your vulnerability and your honesty. So often we have conversations with people uh, in our daily lives and we know that they are, you know, how how are you? I'm fine. When actually what they mean is life sucks or life is grim. Yeah. And, and actually to have somebody willing to say, you know, my life did suck and I took ownership and I decided what needed to change and I changed it. And you know, life is still, I guess, not perfect because yeah. life is never perfect because we're in it. <laughs> we are human beings. Um, but thank you so much for your time and your contribution to the podcast. You are so, so welcome. And I think that, you know, taking ownership, it's it's looking at every day as a conscious choice as to how you show up in the world. You have a choice. And if you're actively creating a new identity, then and you actively want to shift your life and escape where you have been, then it takes a massive heaping dose of courage to move forward. So I challenge, since I'm an Enneagram 8, I'm like super skilled at challenge. So I would love to challenge your audience <laughs> to, to take a daily act of courage, something that you have been holding back on moving out of that roundabout of fear and moving into something where maybe you don't yet have all the information or maybe you don't feel ready to take that that exit towards something that you're not quite sure where it leads. 
Maybe it's making that sales call. Maybe it's maybe it's calling that girl back that you really liked that you met at the pub the other night. Like maybe it's maybe it's, you know, hiring that personal trainer that you know is going to kick your ass and you you're not really sure if you want that. But you you also know that you don't want to stay in the body that you are like whatever it is. Do that daily act of courage and you will constantly retrain your brain to get out of the roundabout of fear and to move into that space where you're on a new path to creating courageously the new identity of the person who has, does, and is everything that you want to be. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Great Escape Podcast. You can find other episodes at all the usual places on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify or at the website greatescapepodcast.com forward slash episodes. And if you'd like to contact me to talk about any element of this episode or others have covered, please go to greatescapepodcast.com forward slash contact and you can find all the ways of getting hold of me there. And if you're stuck in a situation and you can't find the way out, please go there, send me a message and let's see how we can work together to get you unstuck and moving forward with your life again. Please do share this podcast with your friends and family, other people you think might appreciate it, and comment on episodes or send me a message. I'd love to keep the conversation going.